Hi, my name is Liz Bakey. Welcome to Honest Conversations. In my previous episode on my story, I had promised that I would bring up some of the habits that I had to give up along my journey. During my growth process, I had to really question a lot of my daily activities, a lot of my mindset, my outlets, my exercises, my workouts, my recreational activities. I really looked at every single piece of my life and questioned it, meaning does this align with the person that I want to be? And a lot of them, a lot of my answers were no once I got down to it. So let me tell you how I did this. I would take one habit or one thing that I noticed um, just didn't sit right with me anymore and I would journal it. So I would question it. Through those questions, I would ask, you know, why do I do it? Where does this come from? How did I start? How does it make me feel? And really trace it all the way back to what I mentioned before was my belief system about myself. And if this habit or mindset linked to a negative belief system that I had about myself, then I knew it couldn't stay with me. It was really, really hard, I think, because a lot of my lifestyle was centered around this idea that either I wasn't good enough or I wouldn't be chosen or I didn't love myself fully. And you'd be surprised at how many of your itty bitty, teeny tiny parts of your day connect to that mindset. It's actually sad. So I had to understand why. One of the habits, so let me give you an example. One of the habits that I personally looked at was drinking, drinking alcohol. I'd started drinking alcohol young in my teens. And it was really just, you know, let me try it kind of thing. You know, I guess all teens sort of go through that experimental age. But when I really looked at it, once I turned about 30, 31 or so, I was kind of realizing that almost everything I did socially involved having some kind of drink in my hand. And not necessarily, you know, I wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong, but it was pretty often. And I noticed that I just wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling the same way I used to feel from it. So what people don't tell you when you're young and you want to try anything, whatever that substance is, is that a lot of these substances make you feel good. We learn not to do them. We learn not to pick them up. We know that they could be addictive. We know that they could link to depression and, and so forth. Yet we're, we're kids and we try them anyway. So when I linked this back, I started with, you know, why do I drink? Well, I drink because it's a social aspect of my life. Then I linked it back. Well, what, how does drinking make me feel? It made me feel good. I was confident. I was funny. <laughs> and I feel like if I had a drink in my hand, I could pretty much adapt to any social setting that I was in. I started tracing that back. When did I start? Why did I originally start? And really it came down to acceptance. I think as I noticed, if I had a drink in my hand, I could adapt anywhere. Anyone that knows me, you could throw me, throw me in the fire. I'm in there. And if I had a drink in my hand, I was making it out. And it wasn't really the best quality. Why? Because if I started for acceptance, 
then all of that confidence, all that adaptability was really just a mask. It was just a covering. It wasn't really the Liz Bakey who I am now, who I really was like 16, 16 years old. I kind of came back to her. Drinking really covered a lot of that up. It made me moldable. It made me become more like other people. It made me fit in. And then it started to link to those underlying beliefs. Well, guess what? When, I, when I'm drinking and I'm social, I'm good enough. When I'm drinking and I'm social, I'm chosen. When I'm drinking and I'm social, I love myself. And that was just a masked belief. Because in reality, when I stripped all those things away, and I did, I really stopped. I stopped drinking for probably about seven months straight just to not do it. And that was fine. That was fine. It wasn't really a big deal. I didn't stress over it. But I had start to notice that in social settings, I wasn't as confident. I wasn't as funny. Um, I wasn't as social. And I'm a very outgoing person. I love to be social, but I sort of had to relearn that. And that's what made me, it was like alarmingly, glaringly obvious that it was drinking that gave me all of those false beliefs. And I had to put it away in order to redefine this belief system that I had. And that's really that I wanted to feel just as good, just as confident, just as funny, uh, just as socially adaptable uh, be able to thrive in any environment without a drink in my hand. Like I wanted to feel just as good completely as Liz on her own. And so I set out on like this mission to do that. When you spend a good majority of your life molding, I don't even know if I want to say molding, but kind of developing this persona based around a substance or based around, you know, a social activity, those things sort of die off when, when you take that, that substance away. And that was kind of like the death experience for me. Like, okay, you know what? I really don't even want to go to some of these events. Or um, I noticed that my friends and family who love me very much, but that's the only version they've ever known. They were kind of like, whoa, what are you doing? You know, where, where's that Liz? Where's the old Liz? And I just knew there were so many years spent distracting myself from the way I really think and the way I really feel. And that's not to say I didn't have fun and I was a kid and, and those things, because I, I did. I think everything's a learning curve. And I think, you know, this, this was mine and maybe I had to do it so I could get these messages out. But in reality, my everyday, everyday Liz genuinely cares very much I love really hard. I am emotional. I am a very deep thinker. And I noticed that alcohol was kind of like my switch, my turn off for that, where I could kind of like not care as much, be a little more fun, be a little more open and sort of shut that side of Liz off. It was kind of like my decompression, my way to let loose. It became obvious, my fiance had noticed, you know, he was getting the everyday loving Liz and then Liz a couple beers in really didn't care as much. And I can imagine that had to be really, really frustrating for him when I kind of flipped that switch. I noticed for myself that it just didn't fit 
who I want it to be. I don't want to cover that part of myself up. I actually think that's probably the best part of me. And maybe I didn't get to give it out enough to everyone because I was covering it for so long. But that's the tricky part. We grow up learning not to do these things. However, these things make you feel good. And that's what sucks because it's like starting all over. Well, how do I feel good on my own? How do I feel good as Liz? How do I be the Liz that I truly want to be and give up a habit that I had formed and had socially adapted to? It was really hard. And I think as the true Liz started to come out, I liked myself more and maybe people just were kind of looking at me strange, like, um, is the old Liz there? Like, is she going to come back? Or, you know, are you going to drop a funny joke right now? Like, can we get her or maybe like a couple dance moves out of Liz? And I realized as it took time for me to kind of like realize, hey, I'm good enough as is. Hey, I am, you know, I love, I love myself as is right now. I don't need to, I don't need other people to choose me. Um, as I realized those, those things, I didn't need to drink anymore. If I wanted, if I want to have a beer, I can have a beer, but I don't need to do it for the, for the reasons that I was originally doing it. And that felt really good. That was really freeing. And that actually felt better than all the things that came with drinking. But it was a total flip on the head of relationships, friendships, social events, weekend habits, they were just gone. But guess what? Guess what happened? All my creativity, you know, that was kind of like stuffed down for all those years. Like it was there. I would write. I would dabble. It was so suppressed from using drinking as, as like a, a, a distraction. I don't care. Not that I don't care, but it totally blocked me from the path that I was meant to live. Like I said, I very much believe that, you know, I had to walk this path for a reason. But I think I could have probably started these messages sooner if I had opened my eyes sooner. And I'm very grateful that, you know, it took someone else pointing it out to me, the two different versions of myself that I maybe wouldn't have seen on my own. And it was that switch that made me really look into it, really say like, hey, I need to sit down with this. You know, why am I? Why am I drinking at every social event? Or why am I using this to decompress and how do I really feel about myself if I hadn't have done that I wouldn't be where I am at now or at least it would have taken me a lot longer because I wouldn't have figured out my belief system I wouldn't have figured out my true path or or some of my true calling and I probably wouldn't have come back home to myself which is fine I wasn't a bad person I wasn't crazy when I was drinking maybe I was crazy no but I feel more like myself and I am happier as myself. And I wish little Liz, young Liz, 16-year-old Liz could stand with me here today and I could let her know like, hey, it's cool. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything. You know, you're good just as you are and develop that belief system younger. And I guess that's kind of what I want out of this. This is just one habit that I gave up or, or one piece of the lifestyle that I gave up in order to be the best version of myself. And I could talk about other ones as well, but I told you I would, you know, give you some. Here's one. Here's a big one. I really hope that maybe any younger generations hearing this who have that true inner calling like I did when I was young, where I really did know 
that I was caring, that I was loving, that I was genuine, that I was meant to be of service to others in that light, in that aspect, as I was then, and not to cover her up, right? Not to be like everybody else, not to be just socially acceptable and live among that. If I had learned that younger, or if younger generations can learn that, I'll be so happy. I don't regret but I want to teach and I want people to learn. Whatever we have in our lives is a daily reflection of how, what we believe about ourselves. And I hope that your daily reflection is, is a good one. It's a good belief system. I would love to, and I probably will at some point, um, talk about how we link these back to where this really comes from. And a lot of that is childhood trauma and childhood experiences and perceptions and our belief system and our values and how we were raised. But those systems of belief about yourself, what you, your stories that you tell yourself come from when you were younger. So young Liz had already felt like she wasn't good enough or she was never going to be chosen or um, she didn't love herself, whether it was a subconscious level or she had known it through giving up drinking or through understanding, I should say, understanding why I drink, I found all the root causes of that belief system. And maybe if I hadn't looked at that, I wouldn't have found it and I would still be living very surface level today. And I just don't want to live surface level anymore. I want to be super caring. I want to be super open, super loving, super genuine. And I hope that maybe you'll take the time to look at just anyone of your your daily lifestyles might not even be negative. Wasn't necessarily negative that I was socially drinking, right? But if it doesn't serve me, then what's the point? Maybe look at some of the things, your daily patterns, your habits, maybe even if it's, you know, why are you working out? Are you working out for the right reason? Why are you dieting? Are you dieting for the right reason? Whatever it is, could be any piece of your day. Sit with it. Ask yourself why you're doing it. Ask yourself how it makes you feel. Ask yourself, where does that feeling come from? What do you believe to be true about it? What do you believe to be at the core of you? And then you'll start to dive deep on whether or not it belongs in your life. It's really hard. It's really awesome. But you will feel like parts of you have been flipped upside down. That's okay. Sometimes we need to do that. But it's not easy. And hopefully we can have the conversation down the line on how difficult it really is and be, be just super honest about it. I think we have to remember that giving up something that has become a part of your lifestyle is way harder than just saying, oh, I'm going to give it up because it's buried so deep within us. And also there's societal pressure, societal norms, things that maybe your own area sort of places a lot of emphasis on. All that kind of gets wrapped into one. So when you give up one habit, sometimes you're questioning almost everything you've ever known or ever learned. And that is totally okay. It's totally acceptable. It will trigger you. It will rock um, parts of you that haven't been awakened yet. And you'll kind of want to retreat and just go back because that's easier But I'm noticing, and the more that I research and study and read, that the people who have really cracked life wide open are the people that have challenged these parts of their lives. 
that's why I say choose any area and just pull it apart. See what happens. It's okay to question things and challenge things in order to be you or to like yourself more or to better yourself. That is not a negative. People that stay stagnant will try to keep you in that place. And that's the difficult part of this process is that a lot of people will, I don't want to say lure you back in, but they will want those old versions of you. They will want you to stay the same for whatever reason it is. It's usually out of comfort. But if you know that you want to change pieces of yourself, if you know that there are things that you have to give up, you're going to have to challenge it. You're going to have to face it dead on. You're going to have to be okay with the idea that not everyone is going to like what you're doing. Not everyone's going to understand what you're doing and you don't have to explain it, but your soul within will know why you're doing it. And that's really enough, right? That's enough explanation in itself. Giving up anything, but mostly giving up things that you have stored in your body for so long really means unraveling, cracking everything, laying it out, putting it on the table, looking at it. So it's not just, you know, a a cold turkey moment. And I don't mean that with necessarily addiction, but I mean, usually things that we do in our daily lives are things that we believe to be true. And when you start to see that not all of our belief systems are true, or maybe they were just placed upon us, from our childhoods or from society, whatever, religion, whatever it is, you're going to have to unearth that. And it is okay. And it's going to get hard, but that is okay. And trust, trust that, trust that in yourself, trust in who you know yourself to be, come back to yourself, keep challenging, keep questioning, keep saying like, you know what, this doesn't work for me. I want to switch it up, do whatever it takes And know that it will be ugly at times. It will be absolutely amazing and freeing at other times. And that's, that's the goal. That's where you want to be. So if you have any piece that you want to look at, any piece that you're ready to kind of shake it up, I encourage it. And just know that there's other people out there that are doing it. Know that there is a community of people that want to better themselves, that want to heal and the more heal, you know, the more you heal yourself, the better you become for yourself and the better you become to this world around us. We definitely need that right now. You need it for yourself and go for it. It's time. It's time we look at the pieces. Let it out, let it rip. Trust in the process. I'm here for you. There's other people that are here for you. There's tons of resources that'll encourage you as well. You got this break the habits, change your lifestyle, do what suits you, and I promise you'll be happier for it.